Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and I am so thankful that you're joining the podcast today for day 22. This is an anchored wife's prayer, Psalm 119, and today we're reading verses 118 all the way to 124. Y'all, it's nearing. I feel like 100, the 176th verse is nearing, and I am so grateful for this fruitful time of prayer. And I just wanted to, in my quiet time, it was not just about this Anchored Wise Prayer, really the podcast as a whole. And I really wanted to share this. Well, at first I wasn't going to share it. I was just going to make some adjustments, but which I am going to, but I, I do want to share um, that the purpose of this podcast is not just for me to have one more listener or for you to follow. Because sometimes I'll say, hey, share this podcast, um, join for more, et cetera. And I, I want that. I mean, and not, not just so that somebody can listen to my podcast, but I want it to be equipping for someone. I want it to be encouraging for someone and not encouraging because of me. Again, it's like move light, the the spotlight off of me. And I want to really shine it on Jesus. I really want this to be John 3, 30, where you've got John the Baptist and he's, you know, his disciples are like, hey, who's this guy? Why? Who, you know, this Jesus person. And John is like, that's who John even literally led his disciples to Jesus and left them there. And that's and it just really kind of gave me a, a good visual of what I really want even more with this podcast or anything that I do when I disciple at my table in in any in any way is I would is to follow me, follow Jesus. I actually have that on my social media. But in a newfound way now, I feel like the, the Holy Spirit has revealed to me this. It's like I was already there, but now I'm really there because I must decrease as Jesus increases. That's what John said in, in John 3.30. So likewise, for these anchored wives prayer, it's not just to say, hey, I pray for my husband today. It is but it's also to draw you to Jesus. It's to draw you to God in your secret time, friend. That's what I want. That's what I want so greatly. It's not even just for you to have a fixed marriage because at best, you know, I actually had a patient um, recently married 76 years. I, I'm blown away, blown away. Um, just the, the sweetest little couple. And um, neither one of them could hear their kids. <laughs> everybody's yelling at them to try to try to explain how the surgery went. But I was just thinking to myself, wow, 76 years married. Wow. So I'm saying I don't just want you to have the 76 year anniversary. While that is amazing and red carpet rollout, friend, I want something deeper and greater. I want God to be shown in and through your marriage as this depiction of, of Jesus with the church and so that that mystery draws more to want to know more about your faith, to want to know more about God. So I, I just wanted to start off by saying that because 
the goal is for our marriages to be cultivated, courageously cultivated, but it's for God's glory, friend. And and it's for us to entrust our whole lives, implicitly entrust them with Jesus. So I'm going to read, I'm going to stop talking and <laughs> read Psalm 119, and it's um, starting at verse 118. You reject all who stray from your statutes, for their deceit is a lie. You remove all the wicked on earth as if they were dross from metal. Therefore, I love your decrees. I tremble in awe of you. I fear your judgments. I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Guarantee your servants' well-being. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes grow weary looking for your salvation and your righteous promise. So that was one Psalm 119 verses 118 to 123. Verse 120, friend, look with that. Look at that with me. I tremble, and this is the CSB version. Yours might be different. Um we'll 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 be a little bit different in some of the wordage. I tremble in awe of you. I fear your judgments. You know, and even before that, as he's you know, the psalmist is talking about the Lord rightly dealing, you know, almost vengeance, vengeance is the Lord's with, with the wicked who are persecuting and straying from not even just persecuting the psalmist or coming against him, but just living a straight life from God. Because ultimately, even our enemies, they're not necessarily, if we take us out of the picture, how is their relationship with the Lord? More than likely, it's probably strained, right? So that's the hope and prayer, even for our worst enemy, is that there is a new right standing with the Lord and that the, we trust that the Lord will will deal with them. And we're not praying, you know, for, for their demise per se, but we know that the Lord is just and, and we trust him with that, with that um, versus putting it into our own hands. But specifically, I was thinking about this trembling as we're thinking about how the Lord will deal with other people. Then it's like, okay, but Lord, how are you dealing with me? How are you dealing with my husband? How are you dealing with our marriage? Like, do we tremble? And um, it's not, I mean, you can't encourage and uplift somebody to go be with the Lord. But then, you know, they're anxious and scared to be with them because they might get struck down by lightning. Really how this word translates is really reverence. So it's a it's an it's an utter reverence that we have for God. Like and that's that's what causes us to uphold him and and this holiness, almost if you think about holiness is really being set apart. It's he's sacred. He's you know, it and do I view God like that? And if I'm honest, I don't all of the time. I don't enough. Do our husbands, do you consider God sacred and holy and set apart and sovereign and right and just? And do we do, do you think of God in that way? Because honestly, when storms come or when trouble comes or things that I don't understand, I question God as if I'm on his level, as if I can understand even just a penny of his thoughts. And, and I want to dumb him down to what I can understand, what I can feel, touch, you know, taste and, and breathe. I mean, and it's, and he's so much greater than, than that. So 
do we tremble? Is your husband trembling? And where I was thinking about that was if if we were walking in full reverence of God, collectively, we, husband, wife, if our husbands are walking in reverence of God, if I, wife, am walking in reverence of God, our marriages would shift. And it's not going to be me sitting here forcing and manipulating and praying one more prayer for my husband to get it together, right? It is, it is really all about this to then for them to begin to have hearts that are pointed in the correct way within our marriage. So it's almost like you can't get this horizontal, this relationship in our marriages together without him first getting that together vertically with the Lord, this reverence with the Lord. So that's my prayer is that they tremble reverently, sacredly think of God. Uh, I thought about in James um, 2.19 for your own reference to turn to that. And I think it even seeps over to verse 20. But um, James is talking about, you know, even the demons know who God is and tremble. So it's like, yeah, you you know who God is, great. But even even they know who God is and they tremble. So when you think about a demon who's in fallen, you know, devil took one third of angels and now they're bad angels, they're by demons. And so they know who God is because you clearly were on his side before. And you still know who he is and you tremble at, at the thought of him, yet you, you're, you, but yet you're not changed. And I really don't know if it's a mystery. I don't even know if they can change back to angels. Probably not. I don't know. Not for me to know. But I'm just saying that for us who do have breath and life and another chance today in this very 10 minutes, whatever, I think about is my reverence of God, is your husband's reverence of him causing a transformation inside out where it's not just, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I love Jesus. And I put it even on my tax document. You know, I feel you had to wear a cross around my neck, but my life isn't changed. My behavior is unchanged. I talk exactly the same. I handle conflict exactly the same. You know, and, and there's no wrestle. There's no wrestle. Like maybe your husband struggles in um, with being a womanizer. Maybe it's a struggle with, with some other substance or maybe it's a struggle with porn, whatever. And, it, you know, in our humanity, in our fallenness, it's not like, oh, I believe in Jesus. Poof, that's gone. That's not, that's a lie. Whoever, if, if you drank from that Kool-Aid, that's, that's not true. So don't think that just because you don't wrestle or there's not a struggle or dying to self, that somehow God didn't uphold what he said. That's because we're in a fallen world and a fallen body. So this wrestle, it we don't win. Or rather, let me word it. The wrestle ceases and God wins in whatever we're wrestling when there's reverence and awe and a deep love for him, right? Because we would remember the bigger picture, not just looking through this telescope, but 
spanning out and looking bigger that, okay, even if at this very moment I want to open up my phone and go to this certain website or I want to call this certain person that I know I probably shouldn't call, then stepping back, scaling back and saying, uh, okay, God, I, I want to be so more in line with you. So let's pray that for our husbands. Let's pray that they tremble and that they reverently uphold God in all that they do. God, thank you for um, thank you for this time of prayer, praying, putting our needs aside, um, upholding our husbands first, trusting you with our spirit, trusting you with our hearts, trusting you with our desire to be our cup filler, and thinking, Father God, of the needs of our husband and the ways that possibly, God, you're not pleased with sins that they're that they're caught in, with things that they're wrestling and they're trying to win, God, but the but their flesh just continues to overpower. The enemy is is just really has a hold on them in whatever capacity, God. God, nothing is impossible with you. And we pray and believe, Father God, that if they would be in a right standing with you, a continual surrendering standing with you and trusting their their desires, trusting you even with their failures, trusting you with where they're struggling, God. I pray for one man to even come in their lives, even to be an accountability partner at this very time in this very certain season. Maybe it's something that that guy has struggled with himself and can help him through. God, help us not to overlook the body the, the need of the body and, and living in community, God. So we pray that our husbands have community in order to walk out this life of trembling, in order to fulfill all that, that you have for them, Father God, in a healthy way that you're glorified and you're honored. In Jesus' name, amen.